Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hello and welcome to today's Lifting Lesson at Lunch. We're so thankful that you've joined us today on this Friday. We are looking forward to having a great uh, day today in our Lifting Lessons. And also, we pray that you have a great weekend. And we just want to invite you to come to church, Sunday school at 10 o'clock, Sunday morning at 11. We, uh, we pray that you'll be faithful to the house of God. Not so that it makes us feel happy and feel good, but that it make God feel good because you obey the will of God for you, and that is to be in God's house and not to forsake the assembling of yourself together. But I encourage you today, we're going to continue in our study of the book of Philippians. Let's go to Philippians chapter number 1. Philippians chapter number 1, we're going to be looking at verses 27 and 28. The Bible says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that of God. Today, I want to give you a lifting lesson that I've entitled, Staying Alive for the Sake of the Gospel. Staying alive for the sake of the gospel. Of course, you know if you've been with us for a couple lifting lessons that the context of Philippians chapter 1 is Paul, he is telling the church at Philippi that no matter their circumstances, as long as they have the single mind or as long as they have the, the main purpose of their life at the forefront, their joy will be full. Because for Paul, his main purpose was to live for Christ. He was in uh, under house arrest in a Roman jail at this point, but he was writing the book of joy in terrible circumstances. How was he able to do that? Because his joy was based on Jesus Christ, who never changed, and it was not based on his circumstances that do change. So today we're going to be looking at Paul's three exhortations to the church at Philippi. He gives them three things that if they do these, It will help them stay alive and will help them further the gospel. And these things also can be applied to our lives as well. Today, I'm encouraged by what the Word of God has to teach us. So let's begin. Number one, Paul, he exhorts them to stay separated, to stay separated. Look here at the first part of verse 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. If you are familiar with the book's Uh, that Paul wrote through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he uses this phrase, separated unto the gospel, three times. That word, separated, three times. Specifically, in Romans chapter 1, Paul introduces and is uh, introducing himself to the church at Rome in, in his epistle to the Romans, and he says, separated unto the gospel of God. What does this mean? This means that his main goal, his main purpose, that God had taken him to be separated for the gospel. He took him and made this to be his main goal and his main reason for living. This phrase shows his devotion to the gospel ministry. 
Every every area of Paul's life, whether by his words or actions, pointed to the gospel. And here, Paul is exhorting the church at Philippi to be as he is and to be separated to the gospel. So Paul exhorts them to stay separated. Look here at the first word, only. This word only, it means and it shows that it should be our main goal. This should be our main purpose only. Let there be nothing above. Let there be nothing before. Let it be our main purpose only. Let your conversation, that word conversation, we often use it today as speaking about uh, the words that we say. But in the Bible here, it refers to the manner of life. The manner of life. So when Paul says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel, he's saying only with no other uh, goal, only let your conversation, your manner of life. J. Vernon McGee said, the word conversation means your way of life. Not only our speech, but our entire way of life should be a credit to the gospel of Christ. I wonder today, is your manner of life, is the way that you live, is your testimony to the world today bring honor and glory to the gospel? Does it show forth the gospel? That, that, that phrase, show forth, it actually is illustrated in the word becometh. It, it, it could be used uh, as referring to after a godly sort. Only let your conversation be as it becometh after the godly sort. It shows forth, it points to only let there be nothing else. Only let your manner of life be as it shows forth or as it becometh the gospel of Christ. And then what does it mean when he says the gospel of Christ? Of course, we know that it is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, that's the good news which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. Verse 3, for I delivered unto you, first of all, all that, which I, all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Paul, he is saying, let your manner of life show forth the gospel, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's basically saying, in, in Landon terms, He's saying, be a good witness and let that be your main goal in your life. Let that be the only thing said about you is they're a witness for God. They're a good witness for the gospel. Not that they bring reproach upon the gospel. In verse 5, Paul, he thanks the church at Philippi for their fellowship in the gospel. And here he is exhorting them to stay faithful, to stay separated in that calling. He's saying, don't quit. Stay faithful in that fellowship of the gospel. Let it be their main goal to show forth the gospel in their manner of life. So not only does Paul exhort them to stay separated, he exhorts them also to stay united. Paul says that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. By the first couple phrases here, it's obvious that Paul, he was unsure whether or not he would see them again. And so he says, whether or not I see you again, I want you to stay united. 
God wants us as Calvary Baptist Church to stay united. United around what? Notice here he says, stand fast in one spirit. John Wesley said that this means to stand with the most perfect unanimity. It means to stand together, united under this common goal. Adam Clark says, being all of one mind under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You see, me and uh, Brother Lindell cannot be uh, under the same spirit with two different goals. We have to have the same goal, and by having the same goal, we can walk together. The book of Amos says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Here at Calvary Baptist Church, we have agreed that the gospel is our mission. And we, as the members of Calvary, come together under in one spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, with that main goal in mind, and that's the gospel. Nothing else should come in the way of that. Paul, he's exhorting them to stay faithful in their unity. This word one mind, it, if, if you remember the context, it's that single mind. It's, it's that main goal, the main purpose, which is to live is Christ and die is gain. That's what we ought to do. An interesting phrase here we see. This word, these two words, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Striving together for the faith of the gospel. What's interesting here is that the word striving, it's opposite or it's similar to the word strife. Strife is division, but strive is together. It's amazing that this word is used here because what the word strive means, it means to wrestle to wrestle with. Here Paul uses the word strife, which is so different from the word strife about which he wrote earlier in the chapter. In the word strive is the thought of agonizing. We are to agonize together for the faith of the gospel. Under unity, we are to strive together. We are to stay unified. Not only does Paul exhort them to stay separated and stay united, but lastly, Paul exhorts them to stay encouraged. Look at verse 28. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. It's clear based on this verse that just as Paul was in Acts 16, the church at Philippi was under some severe persecution. But Paul, he says, stay encouraged. Why? Because this evident token of perdition for those that persecuted them was the eternal road of separation. But for the church at Philippi, he says that it's of salvation. That's the eternal road of blessedness. And he says, and that of God, that is that their persecution is proof that God will interpose in due time and save them. The hostility of the wicked to us is one evidence that we are the friends of God and shall be saved. Paul, he admonishes us through the Holy Ghost that we stay separated, that we stay united, and that we stay encouraged. Today, are you working to stay separated to the gospel? Are you following Christ every single day with the main goal of staying faithful to him in his calling of your life? Are you also working to stay unified with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Nothing will destroy Calvary Baptist Church quicker than disunity. We must stay united. And lastly, are you allowing the circumstances of this life to steal your joy? the circumstances of this life as the persecution was to the church at Philippi. Are you allowing it to steal your joy or are you staying encouraged in the Lord? Today I encourage you, 
stay alive for the sake of the gospel. We need to stay separated, united, and encouraged. God bless you and have a great weekend. And we look forward to being with you again next week.